Jeff Ogilvy survives Wingfoot. Now the moment Aaron Badley has waited. Curry Webb is the five-time Australian Open champion. Golf at its best by one of the best in golf, Peter Thompson. Stand in front of a crowd like this today and win the PGA Championship is pretty special. He's done it at last. Greg Norman. his name on the Stonehaven Cup. Leishman to 11 under. Now we've got a new leader, kids. Here is Adam Scott. A life changer. Coming up next, you have unrestricted access to golf across Australia and the world. Thanks to Golf Australia, we're going inside the ropes. Subscribe now on iTunes or your favourite podcast app or head to golf.org.au. Hello and welcome to Inside the Ropes. This is the voice of Mark Hayes for episode 139 and I am flat as the proverbial Carter's hat and I apologise for my voice straight <laughs> off. But I've been down here today and I'm now joined by Alison Whitaker. Thanks so much for your time, Ellie. Oh, it's always a pleasure to chat with you guys. And Martin Blake. G'day, Hazy. You sound like you've had 4,000 beers. Oh, I wish I'd had 4,000 beers. I'd be, I'd be in less pain because we've sat, we've sat through today well, to me, Ellie, a pretty gut-wrenching day of golf because it was so emotional, high, emotional, low. It just, we rollercoasted through, and the upshot of it all is the dirty, stinking United States has won the international, <laughs> has, has won the President's Cup 16 to 14. Just, just to put oh. your colours up the mast. Yeah, well, I've, I've made no secret of it this week. It's an us versus them sort of scenario, and the them has got the chocolates. They 16, did. 14. You know what? But I, I, I'm taking a little bit of solace from today in the fact that the US had to match history in order to beat the internationals out there today. So you, you have to give credit where credit's due. Um, a, no one had ever overcome, uh, you know, two-point deficit going into the final single session to go on to win. But also, um, eight points is the most that any team has ever won in the single session here in the President's Cup. That's exactly what they did today. And, Hazy, I know, mate, I can, I can see the pain in your eyes, but uh, that, that's a historic finish. Uh. Full credit, as you say, you got to give credit. I mean, they're, they're they're fantastic as a group of individual golfers. There may not have been a stronger team, um, you know. That that that's that deep, maybe I should say. Yeah, Whatever. Ernie Ernie Els referred to them as one of the best teams ever assembled. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, you're by right. the world rankings, they are they are the best. It's the best 12, 12 players average in, world ranking that the, either team has ever had. Twelve mm. players inside the top twenty-four in the world. What's the average world ranking? 12.2, I think, yeah, off the top of my head. That's unbelievable. 12.2 and 40.8 for the internationals. So we started the day at 10.8. And we'll quickly run down the card well, before we go into the nuts and bolts of it a little later on. But started with Tiger Woods, who remained unbeaten. 3-0 um, and in his President's Cup 2019 as a playing captain. Ali, um, he... He beat Abraham Anter three and two. It was pretty impressive. It was very impressive. And, you know, each of them won three holes in the first seven holes. So it was pretty close. It was kind of tit for tat for a little while. But he was one of five undefeated players coming into today. He's the only one that was left at the end of the day um, in terms of, you know, Ricky Fowler ended up kind of just scraping away because he went one, zero and three. But three, zero, zero from a playing captain. Tip of the hat to you, Tiger Woods. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna ask you right now, but just a, a warning of a question later on. I want. We're gonna do Brownlow votes for this later on. Who's, 
who's going to be you, you get your three votes uh three two and one later on tiger's got to be in consideration for that i blakey we just left a press conference before we moved down the board as i said he beat abe answer aussie abe he was gallant as ali points out but tiger did not miss him in the press conference did he no, I told you last night he wanted to take Abraham Answer apart limb by limb because of what Abraham Answer said. Now, there's more context to put to that. Abraham Answer was asked about this. Uh, so it was at Maracoba, what's that, a month ago? Yep. He was asked in Spanish uh, whether he would like to play Tiger, and he basically said, yes, that would be a great experience for me. I think I could learn from that. Um, Tiger has, in, in his sort of feisty sort of, uh, difficult way has interpreted that as a, as a slight on him, which you know I've spoken to one of the reporters who was there at the time, and he said, it, you know, the answer that he gave in English wasn't um, you know disrespectful to Tiger at all. But Tiger, you know, we have to remember that Ernie Els named Abraham Answer as his first player, and Tiger had to respond, and he's the one who picked himself to play on Answer. He definitely wanted to take Answer today. Well, the implication with from Tiger's perspective, if someone says that they want to play you, it's because there's something hidden in there where it means they think they can take you. Yeah. I mean, that's there's no other way to interpret when someone says, I want to go up against so-and-so in a But is there anything match. wrong with saying you want to play against Tiger? Absolutely not. No. I'd be more upset if someone didn't want to play against Tiger, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. If they were running scared. So I think he, he uses Tiger, it. Oh, even even though there's nothing in it, he still uses it. And Tiger reads so much more than he lets on. He's a nerd. He's up all night, as we know. He's he's aware of all this stuff. So anyway, he was asked at his press conference, Ali, I'm not sure if you saw it or were you there, but he was asked, was he aware of that answer? Yes. <laughs> he said, I, Abe wanted a piece of me. He got it. Mm. Yeah. But, I mean, it doesn't... It, that's what he said. It's, uh, it's like blunt as... He's 40... What is he, 40, nearly 44? 40, turning 44 next week. 44 next week, uh, late December, yeah. Uh, he's got that 22-year-old grumpy mongrel still right there. Well, it's just his competitive spirit. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think there's any necessarily any malice in it. No. I think, you know, no. these are two guys that want to go up against each other and Tiger's going, all right, you think you, think you can beat me, bring, then let's, let's do this. Yeah. And you know what, he, he walked away with a win. So Clates was out there wandering around and watched that match, and he said he may have missed two shots yeah. where he was aiming. So, you know, what he's more four can under. you say? He's uh, four under for the day. He hit one in the front bunker on the fifth and made a bogey. Um, not sure he made any other bogeys, but he certainly, you know, the back nine, he was just brilliant. And uh, the putt at the 16th to close the door, I mean, just the hat was coming off before it went into the hole. <laughs> We should, we should point out as well, like this is David and Goliath. So Tiger oh, Woods yeah. has 82 yeah. PGA Tour wins. Abraham Answer has 83 PGA Tour starts. Yeah. <laughs> Just to put it into context. Yeah, and, and Tiger's win, you know, it, it puts him at the top of the list. He's the most successful President's Cup player ever. He uh, matched Phil Mickelson's record on Friday and uh, with 26, 27 today, he's out in front. He'll be, he'll be chuffed that he's not Phil off too. I'm not... I don't, I don't begrudge you for being. I said grumpy. I didn't really mean it in a negative context. I just think that his ability to have, pardon the pun, but have the eye of the tiger, is unparalleled. Like you can talk about Jack and Arnie, who's the best, whatever. Tiger's the most brutal competitor. And what brutal. a start for the Americans that that gave them because he gets the win at the yeah. 16th. That allows him to go out 
uh, the groups were 10 minutes or 11 minutes apart. So there's a lot, you know, obviously 11 other matches yeah. out there. Some of them were only, you know, half completed. So he was able to go out and do his captain's job. Uh, after that, so it worked out beautifully yeah. for him, and it was great leadership. And the last thing I'll say about I, Ernie, if Ernie didn't want Tiger to play answer, he had to know that Tiger Woods, the captain, wanted to get on and off the course as quickly as possible. So that was probably a bad call if he didn't want to throw the Mexican to the wolves. But anyway, enough said about that. Running down the card, um, a really key match was number two, Hideki Matsuyama, who got, I think, four up early, Ali, and then Tony Finau, surely, but... Definitely ran him down slowly, but surely I should say, just ran him down. Well, he went. He, he won four holes in a row from 11 to 14 to put himself right back uh, in contention. Matsuyama made some mistakes uh, when the door was open from Finau and didn't capitalise during that stretch. And I think there's a couple of things he'll probably look back and, and kind of wish he'd done differently, um, namely a, a pretty shocking bunker shot on the on the 12th green. But um, still, I mean, walked away with the tie, half a point each. Hideki, that was a bit of a miss by Hideki. Yeah, that really was. That was, yeah. a, that was a blown opportunity there. He's not getting the brown low. No, he's no chance for the brown low. Uh, another guy who won't get the brown low, but he played like a champion not today. Not from you, anyway. No, not from me ever. But Patrick Reed um, absolutely lit Royal Melbourne up to start his match uh, against CT Pan, who fought gallantly towards the end, but the damage was done early. He was uh, six up through seven holes, and at that stage, it had six birdies, Ali. I mean, next level golf from a, at any stage, but for someone who's been through the, the previous 72 hours that he's been through, how the hell do you do that? Well, he had his coach, Kevin Kirk, on the bag. We, you know, it's been widely documented the, uh, the altercation that his caddy had with one of the spectators last night. So, caddy essentially got suspended for the day. Um, and benched input Kevin Kirk on his back, who's a good friend of Golf Australia, I have to say. Um, but, yeah, Patrick Reed, Geez, I, the, the, I mean, everyone's been calling, instead of Captain America, he's been renamed Captain Distraction, I think. And so <laughs> he's kind of fitted up to that billing. As a teammate, though, when you think about it, you don't want it on your team, do you? That kind of no. controversy. No, we were saying last night, Ellie, that if they'd lost, you know, a lot of it would have been on him. And Clates felt that he would never get picked again. Uh, that's what he was thinking about. It was a big distraction, uh, but he was the old Patrick Reed today, wasn't it? it was just a slither, a sliver of uh, respect from me for that. Just a sliver. Well, you know, we don't like no, him I... that much, any of us. But I suppose. But you know, uh, he's a competitor. That guy. Oh, yeah. as a player, that, that was brilliant today. Really, I just, I, I'm, I'm amazed that he's done it. I'm, I'm, I'm I am stunned generally with what just happened in the last three hours. But that's. Uh, that's a prima facie example. Well, if he hadn't, he, he would have become just the fourth pa uh, captain's pick ever to finish without a right? single point to his name and just the second American to do so in history. So he was kind of, he was up against it. And you wonder if maybe, you know how the pairings come out, whether Tiger went, okay, I'm putting up against CT Pan. Maybe they thought that that was going to be an easier win for him. I don't know. Maybe they wanted to throw him I a bone. So. Um, a lot of people have been speculating on that. So, yeah. uh, it, in the end, though, he played great golf. You know, the he scorecard did. doesn't lie. He won over CT Pan four and two. He did, and the only sliver of respect that I had for his play was quickly removed in the press conference when he failed to answer vaguely, even remotely, 
the two questions that were thrown to him and just gibbered yeah. gibber on. I, he, he did skip that, and uh, in the television interview, he was very evasive as well. Yeah. I suppose they, he, they were clear questions. He may well have been briefed against it, Blakey. I don't, don't know. Don't talk about it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Don't, don't you yeah. do, and especially when everyone's on a high, the last thing you want to do, because he, he, I don't know if he's that good off the cuff at no. being politically correct, at saying the right thing. No. And it, people would have kept him in line. He did say it'd been a tough week. Um, I think it's been a really tough week for him. I, I think some of the treatment of him is probably a little bit over the top, to be perfectly honest. But I did. Well, I was walking along with um, Tony Finau at one stage after the fact, and I just said, how the crowd's been to you? And he goes, to me, fine. Not for all of us. Hmm. And the clear inf- implication was, you know, you've really baked Patrick Reid. Yeah, so I, I was sitting near Freddie Couples out on the course at one stage today, and he was saying similar things that, yeah, yeah they were quite they were quite annoyed by. It. It's the timing. It's not necessarily what's being said. It was the fact that they would say he'd go and take his pa- two practice swings, yes. and then as he's stepping into the yeah. shot, someone would yell something. You know, and we and we saw that multiple times. I, I don't think it was necessarily the the roasting of him. I think it was just it was slightly disrespectful Good timing. timing. Maybe we're not practice at sledging on golf courses, Ellie. <laughs> Dustin Johnson uh, really didn't give Hao Tong Lee much of a chance today and really not much to talk about in that win, I wouldn't have thought. Four and three against yeah, the Chinese Would have player. been expected, that one. Yeah, he's out of sorts, Hao Tong Lee. Uh, he was probably not the player he was earlier this year. Would that be a fair comment? I think, this is, and this is going to sound really harsh, that he was lucky and the international side were, were lucky that the rules had changed this year where you only had to play one match before the singles. In previous editions, you'd have you'd had to play two matches. He would have had to have gone out again. Yeah. Um, and you're putting a, 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 a not-informed player in your yeah. lineup, and that could have cost the internationals and maybe I, an earlier point. I believe he came in late, later than the other players. Is that? Yeah. And he didn't have, yeah, as Clates pointed out last night, he had a caddy who'd never... Um, That's correct, I believe. He'd never had a professional tournament under his belt before, so... He's a fitness I, trainer, or his fitness trainer, yeah, I think. I don't think that... Um, and he played out of turn yeah. on the second hole that he played <laughs> in the President's Cup. I, I don't think um, he's on Ernie O's Christmas card list just at the minute. That, can I say I mean, that, he's a guy, Yeah, but well, it sounds like we're taking it. He, he's actually a really good guy. Oh, he's yeah. a ripping boy. Like, he is, you know, we, we sound kind of negative. Like the, uh, He just didn't sorry. have a great debut. No, that's it. He went, you know, 0-2-0. Zero, zero. He played two matches. He had two losses. And uh, he's the worst performing player on either team. There you go. I, I love him. Don't get me wrong. He was ripping chat the other day in the press conference. But unfortunately, he's not here for that. He's uh, an Ernie will... Ernie's the one who'll be dark on him, not us. Uh, there you go. That's a bit harsh. All right, on to the next match, number five. Just keep us moving. Adam Hadwin and Bryson DeChambeau fought out a great match, really. Uh, it was, it in some ways, turned out to be the pivotal moment when Adam Hadwin couldn't quite convert Blakey on the 18th green, a birdie chance that would have given a, the international team a, a point and lead at the time. So at that, at that moment, uh, the last three groups were all in favour of the internationals. So there was a potential three points there. Had he been able to get another one, that would have been getting them up to the 15 and a half that they needed. But he hit, hit a nice putt, hit it on the high side. It was a right left breaker. He hit it through the break. He played pretty well this week, Adam Haddon. What did you make? What did you make of DeChambeau, Ellie? Um, Bryson DeChambeau. I, if I think, looking at his team record, any captain would bench him until Sunday. He has. I don't. <laughs> I, I can't remember the last time he won in a team competition. He he's got a filthy record and not in a good way. Um, and you know what? Coming in all bulked up, 
He's pretty ridiculous. He won a lot of fans when he jumped up in the crowd yesterday and got and got right into it. He looked like he was yeah. doing parkour, bouncing up <laughs> half a bloody building. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm not against the guy. Uh, tired in the end. Um, that's about all I have to say about that. Well, that's fair enough. We'll move on to, uh, well, to me, a potential Brownlow winner, Sung J.M. Uh, four and three, pumped US Open champion Gary Woodland. That was super impressive to cap a great week for the young Korean. Yeah, he's incredibly solid. You know, he won, he made more um, more birdies and eagles than any other player on the PGA Tour last year. He won the Rookie of the Year. He's earned his stripes all the way through, and he's kind of announced himself on the world stage, especially uh, given he ended up with a three-one-one record, and um, which actually three and a half points is that ties the most amount of points on the international side by a captain's pick ever. Right. Uh, so, so that was the equal most by anyone this year with answer, right? I believe, I believe Abraham answered oh, You keep chatting and I'll do the math. Yeah. Look, Sanjay <laughs> M, M, just yes. 21 years of age, he, he's going to win. He's going to win something big soon. He's, he's just exceptional. Um, and, and to think that today... Uh, we, we'll get to Cam Smith in a minute, but the two wins by the international team were, were by younger guys, you know, and Sung Jae Im, 21, well, amazing. I like in Sung Jae Im is if you have had a dud football team for a while or a dud sports team that you follow and they've gone back to try and get a number one draft pick, he's the bloke you build your <laughs> franchise around. He's the man. He is the man. Wait, I'm, I'm super impressed with him. Yeah, he's a, he's a major champion in the waiting. He really, yeah. yeah. His yeah. Ga- it's and his game tag, reflects that as well. I, I'm not sure that it is with him. Um, no, I agree, I, mean, I agree with you. I don't know that it's something that he necessarily wants in the press, but yeah, no. I think everyone's starting to think it. Yeah, that's fair enough. So the next match was um, Joaquin Neiman against Patrick Cantlay. And Cantlay was up early and Joaquin Neiman sort of had it uh, going his way. He was trending in the right direction in the middle of the round. But the more experienced American got the biscuits, Blakey, in the end. Um, it was a gallant fight by Neiman, but just couldn't sustain his run. Yeah, just just the depth of the Americans, you know, to have, have a Cantlay who's, what, number six in the world or something, and, uh, you know, against a young guy like that. Neiman, was, he was pretty impressive this week without getting, uh, you know, too many points. But I thought he played pretty well. But, you know, I think you would have expected Cantlay to win that, and he did. Three yeah, two. he won four of the last six holes. Cantlay to get it done as well. He made some really critical putts this yeah. week. You know, you, you think think back to eighteen and him stomping this in. Now I I do have one massive issue with Patrick Cantlay, and it is his fist pump. I have said this time and time again. If you're going to fist pump, you do it with opposing arms to legs. You don't do it with your right arm and your right leg because it looks so awkward. <laughs> Sounds so like I, a like a technique. horse pacing instead there, of trotting. Yeah, it just it looks a little it looks a little odd, and you know I know his coach Jamie Mulligan really well, so I'll have words with him overnight. Can you just give us a quick demonstration? Uh, I'd love podcast, to. But I need, yep. I need to yeah, gig, yeah, I need definitely. So what you're meant to do is like kind of like this, yeah. right? You know, opposing, right? Like that. He goes like this. Oh my <laughs> it's not goodness. strong. It's not a strong look. I mean, that's that's, that's my big takeaway from Sunday. We just did that for Greg O'Keefe's okay. sake because he's filming that little bit. If I'm going to regret you, that. No, no, I don't think you will at all, Ellie. <laughs> Nothing's going to come of that at all. Uh, anyway. Oh, pressing can, on? Yeah, pressing on. Cantlay and Shawflay were grouped together um, through the week. Uh, they were put on the park by Tiger Woods right next to each other today. And the next match out was... In some respects, it was the key match of the of the entire singles um, final day matchups. 
Uh, Xander Shawflay defeated Adam Scott two and one. And in some respects, well, we'll talk about this in, in a minute, a bit more, but this, this is the match. Uh, that's a very flattering score, should I say, to uh, Adam Scott. He was never really in it. He fought hard late, uh, but two and one was, you know, Xander Shawflay was even better than that sounds. So he's four down through seven after Shawflay birdied six and seven. Yeah, um, yeah he killed him, really. Uh, Adam, Adam, look, Adam tried late. He had one great moment, which was a monster eagle putt on the 15th, uh, which sort of won the hole for him and got him, you know, there was some point there where he, he could have scrapped a, a half a point, but he ended up, uh, you know, losing losing two and one. Short play and his first crack at this sort of level, Ali. How impressive. Well, I th- I th- what I found interesting, so Shoffley and Cantlay playing together, um, I think they lost their first two matches, didn't they? And then went out again yesterday. Um, they both ended up with a 3-2-0 record. It could have been so easy to panic and split them up yeah. or bench them after not, after not winning their first two matches. But the chat around the US team has been, this is a pairing that we want. It makes sense. And I would not be surprised to see that going forward in the future. I think that's a Ryder Cup pairing going forward. Mm. Um, they have incredibly similar stories. They have very similar stats. And the style of play just matches up. It's almost like they're, they're two halves of the same hole. Um, so in the end, that that proved right. But gosh, they had to wait for it. Yeah, credit to Tiger Woods and crew for that. We asked uh, um, Fred Couples about that in the press conference. And I said to him expressly, there are points and there are points. How big was Xander? And he basically said, yeah, to take down the Australian number one and you know, the, the bloke who could have sparked the crowd. Massive point and full kudos to Xander Shawflay. Did have the chance to catch up with Adam Scott after he finished his round. Uh, he was clearly flat. Um, don't blame him. He's been uh, he's worn his heart in his sleeve for a thousand years around the President's Cup. And here's what he had to say. That's, um, well, you can tell by my voice, it's gut-wrenching. Yeah. Pretty low, obviously, but um, yeah. I guess we just didn't play good enough today, and they did. And uh, you know, it seems to have been the pattern when when we're in this position. But I have to say, being positive, this team's come a long way in two years, and I don't think many many people gave us much of a chance at the start of the week. And I'm incredibly impressed with this group of guys and the way they played as a team to take it in, take the lead into the singles on Sunday. I think there's some stuff for us to build on, certainly. The guys who have bought into this team will be wanting to buy in in two years. I'm excited about what's to happen for the internationals. Uh, you know, and I hope the guys just generally lift their games over the next couple years and we can field an even more formidable team next time. But that, and that's an appreciably different feeling in the, in the locker room? Oh, absolutely. That's great. It's great stuff. I mean, I, I can't... You know, from the lowest of lows in, at Liberty to uh, having a really good look at this thing today, we got off to a slow start and that's cost us dearly because we just didn't get any matches in early uh, and the US train is a big one <laughs> you know the depth just keeps coming and um, 
you know, they played better than us when it counted today. How has Ernie been different? You've played for a lot of captains. This seems to be different then. Well, he's been very organized, very structured. Uh, I, I mean, I couldn't, I could sing his praises for hours here. I'm so impressed. He's a close friend and uh, he's a champion. And he gave us insight this week that is invaluable to me, to everyone on this team. The way he got some guys to lift their games uh, together, to adapt to this golf course. You know, he spoke so well to us and I think it was absorbed very well. We just, we just didn't get over the line today. Adam Scott, I mean, gutted. He's just nine, gutted. Nine appearances, no wins. Yeah. Only a tie. Um, look, he, he's very, he's always very positive, Scotty. And, uh, you know, obviously he's, he can see a change coming in the culture. And he's spoken a bit about that this week. And I think we can all see, you know, there's a, there's a building there. Yeah. Um, of that culture. But none from nine is hard. Yeah. Anything to add there, Ellie? No, I mean, this, this week he became the most experienced international player. Uh, he played more matches than anyone else has ever played um, on the international team. I, he, that also means he's seen a lot of losses. The most pain. Yeah, he's been, he's been dragged through it. So, you know, it's kind of like asking you to put your, put your hand on the electric fence over and over again. Like, yeah. I want you to keep investing and then, yeah. and then get slammed. But um, he, never, he never really caught fire today. He probably needed a couple of early birdies and, and just couldn't get any kind of momentum going. Yes, that's a fairly accurate assessment, I think. Ben Arn was a two and one loser to Webb Simpson, who finally got a chance. I think he he was caught up in the maelstrom that has been Patrick Reed this he had week. Had to play with Patrick, yeah. Yeah, if you, yeah. he could have done anything. Who knows? Who knows how his week, Webb Simpson's week, was impacted? He might have taken one for the team. He might be the unsung hero. Who knows? <laughs> I saw this. I saw this great quote saying, "Why was uh, why was Patrick Reed put with Webb Simpson?" And it was because Webb Simpson had the most amount of kids than anyone else on the US team, and he therefore had the most patience. <laughs> Which, I love that. Uh, you know, and uh, I, just what a week that was. Always going to be hard being yeah. alongside him because you kind of got dragged into it as well. And, and the uh, internationals would have looked at that matchup. Arn, who's played well yeah. prior to today. Against Simpson, who's who was 0-3, and they would have penciled that one as a, you know, we're a chance here. Oh, it's definitely a we need this one, I reckon. And they didn't get it. You yeah. know what? Plenty of positives, though, from the next match coming up. Oh, well, yeah. this yeah. this is the absolute highlight, and it's cost me my voice yelling for this little bugger. <laughs> is that what's happened? <laughs> That's what happened. Uh, but the next match was the clear highlight for the home, home crowd today. I don't even know what to say about it because Justin Thomas was up for the fight and Cameron Smith just ground him down like a little beauty. Two and one and with a birdie on the 17th. How good was that? Well, he was three down, wasn't he? He was three down through five and he's come back to win. Uh, that's against the highest ranked player on either side in this competition, a man who's been at number one in the world within the last couple of years and won majors. So that's a big tick for Cameron Smith at 26 years of age. I know... Justin Thomas is not a, an older man himself, but my goodness, that he has to take something from that alley this week, even though his team has lost. I think, um, you know, that he's one guy that come out of this that he can really surge forward from now. Well, he's got a highlights reel after this week. R realistically, you know, going forward in the big moments of his life, he's probably going to remember um, these parts. 
you know, that's what one of the mental techniques that people use when they are going into visualization. Pressure. Yeah, totally. And you, you think, all right, I've I've hold these before under pressure, and you you slowly build up build up these banks uh, of memories on the golf course. And Cam Smith just added tons to that here at Royal Melbourne. And so not only he, he sort of became a bit of a fan favorite. Well, he was already a, you know favorite when he's doing things on the way up, but he won the PGA Championship, then he came back. Played the World Cup last year and became an instant sort of uh, smash with the Melbourne crowds there. Well, he's a very likable person. He, he so is. And then and he's the gone back and won the PGA it. again. He's come back. And, and this time, uh, he's taken it to the next level. He engaged the crowd. He was yeah. Oh, he was really trying to get everyone up. At that stage, when he won, it was still a chance that the international team could have halved the President's Cup, 15-15, and he, was, he thought he'd played a key role, and he had. It was awesome. It was really impressive. So he was high as a kite. And then only a couple of minutes Bang. later, in the, in the next group, Matt Kuchar came down and birdied the hole, uh, and effectively that was it. And I was standing alongside Cameron Smith, and he's gone from up in the clouds to just down where the Sharks sort of do their business. Um, Maybe we'll have was... a listen to what Cameron Smith had to say after that. Good idea, mate. I'm sorry about the audio on this, but my voice was just about shot at this stage. But here's Cameron Smith. How's that feel, mate? I mean, that's one of the matches of your life and you're probably standing in your gutter. Yeah, it's uh, gone from a really big high to quite a big low. So, um, yeah, we worked hard for this one. But uh, I think we can all be proud of ourselves in in how we handled ourselves out in the course. Um, everything was done in respect to the game and and the fans have been great. To take down world number four is a huge achievement personally. Yeah, that was good. Um, it felt really good. <laughs> what it, you, uh, it was a roller coaster, three down early. How did you fight that back? Um... Just drew motivation, I guess, from, you know, all the prep that we done and um, and how much we wanted to beat the guys. And I, I saw that the team was down uh, quite early and um, I knew they, they needed someone to spin it around. So um, it was good, to, it was good to, to do that. It was good for my game, good for my confidence. But um, in the grand scheme of things, we're here to win one trophy and it kind of hurts. What's the feeling like in here, in, in here to have the crowd heaving your name and just carrying up the fairways? Uh, yeah, it was good. The, the crowds have been awesome all week. Um, they hadn't been, uh, you know, disrespectful in any way to, to anyone. Um, just a little little bit of Aussie banter and, and that's about it. Uh, yeah, did it was you, good. Did you, ever know, did you ever know that golf could be that moving? Yeah. Um, I've watched it on TV. It's kind of different to experience it, though. But, yeah, it's it's really, really good. And it's a bit too early, but does it put the fire in your belly to go one better next time? Yeah, absolutely. I can see why. I can see why the, the older guys in the team, like Leash and, and Louis and, and Adam, want it so bad. Yeah. Good, mate. Gave us a great thrill. Thanks. Whew, that was... <laughs> I'm still listening to that, and I'm still like... It hurts me. It hurts me. Yeah, we're all, I think everyone's kind of flatlining at the moment. You know, yeah. it, this week held so much promise and what an emotional roller coaster it has been in, in almost every sense of the word. 
<laughs> just yeah. arms rocked. I'm interested in your talking about visualisation, Alec, because going down the 17th hole, he's one up against Justin Thomas, former world number one, as we know. Thomas hit it in close on 17. He was pouring the pressure on him. He played a really good shot into 16 as well, didn't make the part. He hits it into about seven or eight feet, and Cam's standing over that wedge. That's a moment. He hit it inside Thomas. Spot on. Thomas misses the putt. He makes the putt. That's... Just stick that in the memory bank. Well, the one thing that Cam would have been doing, he would have been expecting that, though. Justin Thomas is probably the best iron player in the world. He's easily in the top three. That's his. That's one of his specialties. Um, so you, you kind of have to expect a guy like that to, to make those. But then to respond to that, like you say, Blakey, yeah. unbelievable moment for Cam Smith and couldn't happen to a better guy. Just bottle that, please. Good on you, Camo. Well played, mate. You gave a lot of people a lot of thrills. Congratulations. As I said, Matt Cooch's birdie on the 17th. Put him one up on Louis Eustazen at the time. He'd been behind the whole day. Credit where it's due. We've given Kuchar a bit of stick this year, to be honest. He played a magnificent back nine. Uh, Oosthuizen had him on toast early, and Kuchar fought bravely. I don't think he really cared what happened up the 18th, to be honest, because he knew that his putt for the three there on 17 had put the cup back on the plane uh, to the US. So... Um, tied match, a half match with Louis Oosthuizen. The clincher. The clincher. He got to put the clincher. And he jumped around like a schoolboy who's just had his first little piece behind <laughs> the shoulder shed, Ellie. Oh, Matt Coocher. Is, is he a bit of a weirdo? <laughs> He's a bit gawky. Yeah, he? I think so. You know, for, for lack of a better term. Um, he's kind of a, a tough guy to get the measure on, but apparently he's, he's a massive practical joker behind the scenes and, right. and brings quite a bit to the to the team room. Um, loves loves planning practical jokes. But, you know, yeah. I, I mean, you, you kind of need that. You, you know, in the highlights reel at the end of the week, even if it doesn't go your way, you need, you need someone that, cares about winning and the winning part you know i'd be i think i'd be more miffed if you know they just kind of said oh great thanks and there was no crescendo after everything that had happened today i wonder whether the crowd actually realized that that was it i guess when he started jumping around yeah because uh i was in the media center at the time and it it didn't give him the match no but but it guaranteed him that going up the 18th he couldn't be beaten so he had they needed half a point and he was guaranteed of getting half a point. So. I, I think the Americans, of course, knew that exactly. So I think out, out on course, it was um, it was obvious at that time because yeah. uh, the the hopes were, had been high for Adam Scott and Ben Arn to push on and get a half. They were charging back both of them, but um, when the, when that combined, when neither of those eventuated, and then uh, Louis got rolled over there. It was obvious, unfortunately, out on the course. The, another big match for an Australian, Mark Leishman and Ricky Fowler. They, they I, look, I didn't see much of this match in person, but they, they, that was an epic battle. It went back and forth all day, seemingly on the board. Yeah, great match. And uh, you know, Leish played a bit, a little bit better today, I thought, but yep. uh, Ricky played really well as well, and it was, it was tight all the way. Um, at 17, Leish had a chance, um, didn't make the putt, mm. uh, which has been a bit of a familiar story for him this week. Uh, and then, it, then after that, it became irrelevant because the yeah. celebrations were going on, and they played a hole that they didn't yeah. really need to need or want to play. You know, Leash actually won the hole, and I think Ricky three putted, did he? And he did three putt. Yeah, he gave, and he very generously gave Leash about a four or five footer. Yeah, because uh, they, they don't care. They don't yeah. really mind at that stage. Yeah, um, but you know, <laughs> it would have been. It just that match was screaming out to be the anchor match to, for a decision. 
and we just uh, sadly, I, sadly I thought didn't that was going to happen. Yeah, I, I did think that was going to happen. Yeah, but it didn't. Yeah, in the interests of um, you know, we've we've ripped a few politicians in this show over the over the years. Um, oh gosh, was, what's coming now? Well, Something. no, it's not too bad. I actually need your phone, Greg. So, <laughs> um, one particular bloke who, look, let's be honest, I'm glad he wasn't here. But, g'day to Donald Trump. Okay. Congratulations to Tiger and the entire US team on a great comeback and tremendous win. True champions. And how many Twitter followers has Donald J. Trump got? Um, well, let's just check that out. A few more than me and you, Ali, I think. <laughs> oh, um, the, the president. Would have been um, a circus if he'd been here, Ali. It would have been. And I think a, a lot of people are probably happy that, that, that we didn't have to have any more drama than what we already had this <laughs> week. It would have been more drama. Donald J. Trump or Patrick R. Reid? Oh, Six of one, half a dozen of the other. <laughs> At least but Donald doesn't have to play. 67 and a half million followers. But you know so. what? It was a great week. It was uh, a great uh, week for Australian golf in particular because um, those crowds out there and the, the interest that it created and the, the prominence that it got in the, in the media, it's unusual for golf here, unfortunately. So win or lose, you know, would love the internationals win, but they were extremely competitive against a great team. They got pipped at the end doesn't matter too much in the in the bigger scheme of things. I love the way that the the players from Australia have have kind of they've kind of worked out that they can take a little bit of ownership for the international side. We've had more Australian players than any other um, country mm -hmm. represented. We've had 53. The next closest is South Africa at 35. Mm. And the implication of that is what are we you know, we're doing the right things to start and keep that presence yeah. um, as strong as possible. But the crowd got on board this week and they people did. that don't normally watch golf came out because they tried to get tickets and we had 30,000 tickets, I think, apparently sold today. These are, these are major, major crowds. That's comparable to almost anywhere around the world. And for the most part, they were respectful. But I think everyone understood Royal Melbourne Golf Club some of the best players in the world in terms of the US side, the strongest team we've ever seen on either side of the competition. Um, this was it, and it was great to see everyone on the bandwagon. 100%. I just heard, um, I saw rather our good friend Rod Morrie chatting to uh, Fred Couples after their interview, and I'm sure that he was talking about the importance of Royal Melbourne to world golf. Uh, so I wouldn't be surprised if you listen to one of Rod's podcasts. That might be coming up. And Tiger himself said... Um, this is one of the great courses. Reiterating what he's been saying, but he put it so beautifully in his press conference tonight. Play, playing golf the way it should be played. Correct. Perfectly put, Blake. And yeah. he said, you can play high shots, you need to play low shots, you can do either. You can play this course the way, you know, whatever it demands, you need that shot. And he can't say that about it. And we're going to go to Quail Hollow for this in two years' time. And my God, you could barely have a more polar opposite course. You know what I took from, from this as well? In... All throughout social media, throughout the media, outlets of various sources, everyone was complimentary about the golf course. Yeah. I was so happy in the final presser to hear someone mention the fifth hole. For me, <laughs> yeah. that is A, iconic. It is a short par three. You can hit wedge, you can hit six iron. It's exposed at the top of the hill. But you are seeing the best players in the world work out where not to miss the green with a wedge. And given the debate that has been going on about distance, it puts the onus on course design. 
let's start thinking about ways that you know you can find the natural defenses within a golf course and it doesn't always necessarily mean you know these crazy long golf courses yeah. let's let's put chuck some strategy in there so yeah. it was match play this week so we weren't getting a stroke score but i was keeping a close eye on on some of the scoring and it's it's unofficial because sometimes they pick up or whatever so it's only ever an unofficial or a guide but you know 68 was a good score you know a really good score a winning score out there this week and I don't think I, no one really tore it up Tiger had six birdies on the first day and everyone talked about that but they forgot that he was you know in trouble on one hole and picked up and you yeah. know so there would have been bogeys or doubles in there as well so they also forgot that that Webb Simpson and Patrick Reed made one birdie between them in four, in ball. four ball yesterday yeah. So yeah. I didn't know that yeah, yeah, and it came from Webb. Everyone will be happy to know, I think, that it wasn't yeah. Patrick Reed. They did like... not tear up the course. They did not. They they struggled and they made birdies when they got in the right position. Righto. Brownlow votes. Um, I, I put you on the spot here. 3 2 1, Ali. Who's your third best on ground? One vote. Oh, three. Oh, geez. Okay. Um, this is. You're really putting. Can I just pick my favourite one from each side? Yes, you can do that. Um, I'm giving it to Tiger Woods. Uh, Justin Thomas is runner up. For me, but he got carried by Tiger the first two days. That's where he got he his did. points. Um, and for me, it is actually Sun J M. I, I can't, I can't go against that mm-hmm. at all. I love the way that he carried himself on the golf course. He was extremely respectful. He plays classic golf, uh, which around this golf course just looks absolutely stunning. Three and a half points um, went his way for the international side. Well contributed. So you're saying three Tiger, two Sung Jae, and one for for Justin Thomas. I think I'm going four points for Sun J M because. He was a relative unknown. So I'm going, I'm going to go Sanjay, Tiger Woods, four, JT. Sorry. Three, two, one. Yeah. Sanjay, Tiger. Sanjay, number one, yeah. Mm. I yep. love it. Go I love home your, ground. Love your votes. Blakey? Uh, one vote to um, Abraham Answer. Despite his loss today, uh, just the first three days, absolutely outstanding the way he played that course and led that team. Two votes to a non-player. I'm going to give it to Ernie Els because the yeah. way that he pulled that international team together over a long period of time. Oh, you're so good. I didn't even think about that. Uh, And three has to go to uh, the cat. Eldrick. Eldrick. Uh, Blakey, you're too good at that. You've been giving votes for a very good length of time. I'm impressed. I'm going to give one vote to Cameron Smith because I thought Cameron Smith was entertaining on the course, off the course. He was brutally honest for the best part of 10 or 12 days. Backed it up when he had to, gave the Australian fans a thrill, and he's a bloody little ripper. I'm giving two votes to uh, Sung Jae Im because <coughs> he's a star in the making, and I'm biased. And I'm giving three votes because I have to take my hat off to the greatest player that I've seen, and that's Tiger Woods. Uh, I, I, wow. Just wow. He was the clearly... He, he kept the United States in it. He gave the only... When they were struggling? Yeah, he, he won the only point on the first day with Justin Thomas, and he carried Justin Thomas's ass around this entire course. Uh, he backed it up again and went into the foursomes, and he was awesome again. Gave himself a breather, captained him back into the play, then came out today and booted his primary target for the week, Abraham Enter. So I loved Abe. Uh, Aussie Abe was awesome all week. I can't fit him into the votes. I, I think Tiger, if it's warm enough when the next major rolls around, who knows? Honorary mention, Royal Melbourne. Yeah, here, here. What a course. They win the premiership. Mm. <laughs> Norm Smith medal. Mm. That's it. Ali, any more? No, you know what? What a week. 
Um, yeah. If you're into sport, if you're into golf, this is this is what you live for. And, uh, you know, the hype that was around this place this morning, obviously it's tapered off a little bit now, but what a privilege uh, it's been to, to be here live and see it on one of the best golf courses in the world. Well said. Blakey, you got any last thoughts? How good is it going to be next time? I know that you've, you've already bagged quail. <laughs> but, you know, because they've been so competitive this time and they feel, they feel like they've got some momentum and it feels like a real contest, yeah. uh, I think next time's going to be awesome. It's, it's a great event, the President's Cup. It had every right to fall over a long time ago just because of the lopsided way of it, but it, there's something about it. Team, team golf is awesome. Uh, I think that uh, the Ryder Cup sucked for the vast majority of its life. It's been awesome for 20 or so years. If, if we're fair income about it, I'm being brutal. I am now. Uh, we've got to give this a chance. Said it before, say it again. This is the first time that the international respect has been given to this. I say internationally, in, uh, observers from afar admired the course, the way it was played, the competition and the spirit, the brutal contest that it was. Um, there was a lot of carrying on by the Americans when they won today. And not, not a bad way. They were genuinely excited and happy to have won. So to me, that makes it a legitimate contest. They knew they were in a fight and they did well. Hats off. Never like congratulating them, but you've got to. They were really good. Awesome week. Great effort by the PGA Tour to bring it to life. And uh, thank you all for listening to us. We've done four shows here from Royal Melbourne. Hope you've enjoyed them all. We'll try and get back onto a normal schedule soon. For now, it's goodbye from Inside the Ropes.